<laughs> oh man, uh, I lost it already. You're gonna have to work on your computer keyboard skills. Can I tell you something that Please. is going to delight you? And I almost don't want to tell you this. Please tell me because I just don't like the way you're gonna react to this. <laughs> I already know what the reaction is. It's like I feel. I like, don't know. You don't know. You don't know. It's like I feel like I'm telling my mom that I made a new friend, and uh -oh. I hated the way my mom would react to that. Like, <laughs> oh, she's like, oh and I don't want you to react like that. But okay. I got, so over this Christmas, uh -huh. you know how in the past. Okay, let me just cut to it. In the past, when you've talked about. Not only musical theater, but very specifically the sound of music, I have smiled and demurred and changed the topic because, because, because I've never seen it, but Ugh. I watched it this Thanksgiving. Wow. With my family. We all watched oh, it together. Oh, that's very sweet. I know. See, that's I didn't want Yay. you to that. Yeah, that is true. But I we did, did give you that so, same reaction. How so adorable. We, we watched the sound of music. Ugh. Ugh. This is Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. I'm Leah Payne. I'm a historian, author, professor, and I love musical theater. I'm Brian Doak. I'm a professor, biblical scholar, author, and join me. We're not going back to handshakes, okay? <laughs> this week, we're doing a holiday special, and we'll talk about The Sound of Music, the film about a prospective nun who sings a lot, becomes a nanny, then becomes a stepmom while dodging Nazis, which has become, for some strange reason, a seasonal classic. Nuns, Nazis. What isn't festive about it? <laughs> I've got a few ideas. Join us. <laughs> Join us. So I have a couple of things that I want to talk with you about okay. regarding this classic film. Talk to me about Sound which of Music. Which I enjoyed immensely and thought I was going to hate. Okay, dear listeners. I thought I was going to hate it. This is fascinating to me. I've already thought about how we're going to promote this episode. And I'm going to say <laughs> something like, we do The Sound of Music. One of us likes it. One of us doesn't. It's not the person you think. Oh. <laughs> You liked I, the sound of music. Okay, I tell me what I you love. I really liked it. I just I thought it was. Tell me. But here here are a couple of confessions okay. along the way confessions. that I think may may fall on on ears of those who will not want to hear these things. <laughs> but I'm just gonna go for it. Tell us. I don't like old movies mm, in general. Sad. I know it's supposed to be a thing that like any classy person should like old old films. I do love old movies because you're classy. Um, I try to be. It's part of my class aspirations. Here's the thing you have to know, <laughs> Leah, is I'm a person of the now. I'm very now, you know? And I just um, can't. I just <laughs> I For just someone can't. who spends a lot of their time with ancient literature, well, that you know, is weird. I know, I know. I just, I think with media, it's like I look, I, I watch it. And, you know, like I can't watch something like Citizen Kane. Right. And be like, right. I just appreciate that he was the first person to try out that angle. I'm like, who cares? This is boring. Oh, but I actually really enjoy Citizen Kane yeah. and I'd encourage you all to watch it. I mean, not, not necessarily for the cinematography, but see, you're a very visual person. Like yeah. you like the visual arts. Is that why you like Sound of Music? Because they have some pretty amazing panoramic shots. Oh, I will give them that. Beautiful. They had me from the first scene where she's up in the oh, mountains, first yeah. of all. Oh yeah, you're a mountain climber. She's you. She is Are me. Are you her? She is me. That's exactly <laughs> the point that Maria. I wanted to make is that I am Maria. <laughs> I am a nun. I am up in the Alps. I have nannied for a difficult family, but won over their 
Um, emotionally distant. Emotionally distant uh, widower. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. Um, yeah, so I really liked it. Watched it with my daughters, watched it with oh, my wife, watched it with a, a friend who was spending Thanksgiving with us. And it just, it had all the feelings. Okay, there are two things about this movie. Okay. Also, I, this is a many layered confession. Okay. There are okay. two things that I, I really want to tell you about. But first, is The Sound of Music a Christmas movie? Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Well, okay, in preparation for this, it felt like a Christmas movie. I looked up, there's a Distractify article that makes the case for why it is a Christmas movie. And Mm -hmm. it had to do with two things. Mm -hmm. The song, My Favorite Things, which it talks about snowflakes on lashes. Oh, of course. And that that kind of became like a Christmas song, Mm -hmm. more or less. Mm -hmm. It was recorded on Christmas albums. Yeah, and it also talked about how um, in the olden days, when there were just three major networks on television around Christmas time, mm-hmm. networks would show quote unquote family friendly films because they didn't want to like right. drop all their new content during right. Christmas break. Nobody wants to see that. You want to see in, it, during yeah. the winter season because everybody's yeah. doing holiday stuff, you know, right. whatever. And so they would show the sound of music because it's very G rated as yes. a as a whole, you know. Yeah, so. absolutely, totally family friendly, and yeah, you know. So I've seen some people on social media talking about like, and my family does not have this tradition, but I I respect it for what it is. People saying, I've seen numerous people say, well, it's almost Christmas time. Time to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy again. Right, right. Yeah. Because those were released around Christmas. Because they were released around Christmas. Yes. I think there's another quality though that could make something a Christmas movie for people. Okay. Which is just like a really heartfelt family-ish epic. That, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's it's about it's not necessarily even about the themes or the snow as much it, although that that helps. As right. much as it is just about that feeling like I think for certain people and families to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy it just like it brings back a certain warmth and a feeling of discovery and new things and fantasy from a different time in their lives. Oh, and you okay. Can, it's kind of like yeah. Star Wars was maybe in a way, right? Like you can show your kids and it's like, right. when are you going to let your kids watch Star Wars? When are you going to show oh, your kids? Oh yes. Lord of the and of course I have plans for that already. Yep. And a, you know, beginning with episode four, that's a whole other conversation there, that we should do. There's a very funny fake commercial, which is like, <laughs> when will you talk to oh, your I've kids seen that. about Star it's Wars? It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about the sound of music is I'm not a huge fan of it. I will say, but a lot of people, I cannot believe it is a part a huge, of their family ritual. It's how are true. you not a huge? No, we got to go here now. So. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Uh, how are oh, you not a huge fan okay. of the sound of music? I'm going to make it. A, it's everything you should want. It's, it's both for personal and philosophical reasons. Oh so weird religion listeners, I'm going to Did someone break up with you, you back when you were a teenager during the sound of so music? So much worse than that. <laughs> oh, no. So much worse than that. Oh, no. I was in the sound of music way back. Mm. I was cast as a kid, oh. but here's the problem. I was in college at the time and I, let's just say I did mm. not look like a kid. Oh. Yeah. In all the kind were of fundamental the, were ways. Were you one of the older kids? I was cast as like a, a 11 year old or something. Okay. I'm, I'm short for you weird reli- religion listeners who I haven't met. Not like, not I'm not like, that short. Not like, I'm not, that not like short. stare at her short. Yeah. Like, I would hey, have look. been an abnormally tall 11 year old, but whatever. Yeah. It was a, it was a sketchy casting decision. And so they tried to like <laughs> modify my body, like oh, wrapped, no. wrapped me to like take the curves away. My, my aunt came to see it and she was like, 
that was that was the most mature looking ten year old or whatever Can I've you, ever seen. Do you t- tell me? Please tell me. Please tell me you're going to do some of your lines in the voice that they asked you to do them in. Oh no! Did well, you do like a voice? Father? Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> no, no. Do more. Know. Do more. No, no, no. I don't know. Just I can't that. remember. I can't remember. It was oh, traumatic. that's a lie. It's traumatic. My lie detector is going off. Right and now. and so I they had like a a critic come and evaluate it, <laughs> and he was like, "Those kids look so weird." It's like a kid's. So, Leah's like smoking a cigarette on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, And philosophically, I'm kind of opposed to the form of it, and here's why: because okay, mm. I'm a huge musical theater dork, yes. and so the musical it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, um, as any musical theater geek knows. Yep. And um, so Rodgers and Hammerstein, they kind of um, invented a, a form of musical theater that we ha- now know and enjoy, like that you see in things like Hamilton, where the um, the songs move the plot along. Right. I think it was first noticed in the show Oklahoma, which I was also in. As opposed to the songs just being like decorative, kind of like yes. turn to the audience, sing a song. Sing a song. Go and back so, to the plot. Yeah, so Sound of Music was made about 10 years later, and it is definitely like the stand and sing song. There are very, there are no songs that like, that move the plot forward. Right. So, you know, the kids are scared and they sing, high on a hill was a lonely girl. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. When the, when, when the woman and the guy, when they kind of like declare their love for each other, that morphs into a song, which yeah, I guess it doesn't really move the plot. It could forward. just stand alone by itself. That yeah. That's the thing where it's kind of, you know, I enjoy a song. I enjoy a musical where the, the song mm-hmm. is telling you something that's fundamental about the character mm-hmm. or the action yeah. So this is the boringest reason. I don't know if I have any religious oh, reasons. Oh, this is the have- reason. It's because, <laughs> okay, what about that scene though in the gazebo where the oldest daughter is kind of like dancing 16. by herself? Yeah. You are 16 going on 17. Baby, it's time to think. That reveals something about her and her going youthful exuberance Yeah, that's and true. That's true. You know, that would be one notable exception. But do re mi. There's no reason for that song. Okay, but even though I do sing, I with think my there kids. is a reason for it. The reason for the Dory Me is because the kids say that they, she's like, let's sing. And they're like, we don't know how to sing. And she's like, let me teach you to sing. And it's part of that development where she becomes their mother because she's teaching them things that a mother would teach her kids and which, you know, they're not learning. And so. Yeah, that- but does she sing any of that stuff? You guys haven't learned and you're lonely without your mother. No, but she doesn't have you to. Know. She doesn't have to say that. We're, <laughs> I'm just we're, saying, we're I'm going just saying on it's that, the form. It's we're the going form. on that, um, that tell journey. Me, tell me, tell me, were there any religious reasons why you enjoyed it? Well, the key religious moment, I think, the, 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 key, the key religious moment that is, that is beautiful is when um, is when Maria has the talk with her head nun oh, yes. about, about why she's afraid to be at the house. She's at the house. So she leaves the nunnery. She goes, she's mm-hmm. kind of like a little mm-hmm. bit offbeat in case you've not seen this, just a quick plot oh, yeah. summary <laughs> for the one person in There's this kinda, world. Maria's, other than Brian, Maria's kind of like a nun in training, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but she's not quite there yet. And the, mm-hmm. the other nuns are like, I don't think she fits in here. And they're yeah. like, wait, let's just send her on a kind of a, a quest. How do you solve a problem? And okay. the quest. Yep. And the quest will be go to this house and take care of these very di- difficult to take care of kids. And so they send her there. Mm-hmm. There's this very strict, you know, Austrian father there who's, who's, who's trying terrible. to- Terrible, terrible. T- he's terribly mean. He has a whistle and he's blowing this whistle yeah. and doing all this stuff. And so basically she goes there, wins the family over, wins the kids over, but realizes she is romantically attracted to the dude. Yeah. And so runs away back to the place. And then they're like, why have you come back here? What happened? What happened? What happened? And she confesses to her head nun. Reverend mother, why did they send you back to us? 
They didn't send me back, Mother. I, I left. Sit down, Maria. Tell me what happened. Look, here's what's here's the deal. Like I've. I, I'm ready to take my vows right now rather mm -hmm, than fall into this mm -hmm. trap. And the head nun is like, look, like, you know, romantic love is not opposed. This is not opposed to God or something like that. Right. You know, this is just, um, you know, this is just like, you know, part of the development. It's about finding out who you are and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I thought that was a really beautiful moment. These walls were not built to shut out problems. You have to face them. You have to live the life you were born to live. Yeah, that is a really nice moment. Um, climb every mountain. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Classic. And that one has been sung by a lot of people who shouldn't sing it. It's one of those Broadway classics where, because it's, it's a power ballad, you yeah. know? And then, and so in, in musical theater circles, there's like always somebody who's going to try and tackle that one, but they yeah. definitely should not tackle like that one. Like it's a tough one to sing. <laughs> yeah. I've never sang a song in my life, so I don't really know. That's I'm like, not true. That's I'm like not the true. kids who, who haven't. Well, learn to sing. let me just push back on the relationship between um, Maria and Captain Von Trapp. Yeah. It's like, it makes no sense to me at all. Well, I did. He's, he's just the worst. I did think it was a little, <laughs> you could totally see. I, and I didn't even know what the plot was. I didn't even know what this movie was about when I started watching oh, it. Oh, that's so great. So I was I'm like so watching it like, a, it was like a kid again, like yeah. watching a new film. But the way that it kind of starts, you can, you can tell really quickly where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that the, the switch between, you know, him not liking her or anybody and then suddenly him melting and them getting together was felt abrupt. Well, the weird felt thing abrupt. to me, yeah, because he, you know, for most of the movie, he's got this perfectly fine relationship with this woman who's like his peer. Oh, you know? right. She, who was, seems, she who was, seems great. She was horrible. You know, as a villain, though, she wasn't quite as villainous. I don't as, think she's a villain. Yeah. Well, she's kind of a villain, though, because actually she sends Maria away by planting an idea oh, in that's her mind true. that like, oh, you wouldn't want to get in the way by being romantically attracted, would you? Okay, and Maria's uh, like, oh, no. And she runs away. Okay. But I'm just going to say, if I were engaged to a man, I would do the exact same. Actually, no. I think I talked to the dude first. But yeah. I, 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 my, my perspective is: how many Hollywood stories do you see where like the guy sleeps with the nanny? I would be totally concerned about that. I, I'm just saying, I'm pro baroness. Well, but no. One Although was, I wouldn't want to send him to yes. boarding school. I think that's the the straw that but breaks the purity. The, the purity of the movie is that no one is sleeping with anyone, right? Like that's <laughs> that's true. It's very chaste. That's not what's happening at all. Like it's very chaste. and it's very chaste of her to like so subtly suggest to the other woman. You know, and I think the Baroness, she knows that like they're not right for each other. Oh, I love that scene where, so he's going to break up with the Baroness yeah. once he realizes he's in love with Maria. Yeah. And he starts to break up with her and she cuts him off and breaks up with him. Yeah, which that is, was pretty. Is, is pretty that is, was boss. Is a great, great move. <laughs> I thought I really enjoyed that. But There was a version of um, Sound of Music, you know how network TV, You, I can't believe you didn't even see this one either. Mm. NBC, I think, did a version of The Sound of Music, but it starred Carrie Underwood. It was, it was not good that casting. Does, that does not sound good at all. No, because you don't want some girl from Oklahoma. No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Carrie Underwood. She's a great singer and stuff. You'd mm. want her in Oklahoma. You'd want her to be, you know, Lori, but you don't right. want her to be. no. Julie Andrews. This is the problem with Hollywood today and movies. Just everyone's <laughs> sticking with these known quantities in hopes of creating a formula. And art is not about that. Mm -hmm. Television mm -hmm. people who are listening to this right now. Yeah, we have dozens just stop of your fakery. executives try, who listen. Try a little bit of purity in your lives. Just see how it feels for like five minutes. Now, one thing that we need to talk about is I, I, I want to 
bring up the the issue of the Nazis oh. in this. Oh, I, I actually, this is my favorite part about the sound of music is that there's okay. So when I'm a, a, a musical that I really like, which would never be po- shown on the same hour as Sound of Music, is Cabaret, mm. which is about a cabaret mm-hmm. in Berlin mm-hmm. right around the time of um, like the lead up to World War II, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same era that's being tackled in this idyllic, mm-hmm. you know, mountain right. area. Um, and you, the Nazis are just like in the background, and it it starts to feel more and more menacing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you kind of realize like things are going right. to change. It's right. going to, you know, in the cabaret, it's like there's not this bohemian culture anymore. And then in mm-hmm. Sound of Music, it's like basically you have to either sign on and be a Nazi or not. Right. What did you think of the treatment of of Nazis, Nazism? Like, right. well, did anything I, like strike you in this moment? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, I you know. You get to see in The Sound of Music the kind of, like you said, the kind of slow rise of the Nazis. Like, oh, they're just a thing in the background. And, oh, you get a sense that maybe this is going to be a problem. And there's, of course, the the climactic scene where the whole family then ends up on stage together in front of a big audience and including the Nazis. I actually love that scene. Yeah, that's a great scene. That yeah. really is a great scene. But yeah. I think that that scene right there sort of encapsulates just the moral conundrum that any of us could go through that. I think the Nazis are always like the cliche example of like pure evil that can be invoked in any moment, Mm -hmm. which is like, we're all kind of performing and going about our lives on a sort of small stage of our own making and our own families. And, you know, there are people watching, you know, and some of them are Nazis and, you know, you have to decide in that moment, like what you're going to do in front of them. And I think that's, that's a very timeless kind of theme, but you can imagine in that real moment, You know, there really were Nazis in public life really watching you like that. You look happy to be. And I, I really enjoyed that scene. That's probably my, I, I think that's the one scene that I really enjoy watching, which is the the look on Captain Von Trapp's face <laughs> when he is singing. It's, he's a good actor. Like, cause you feel his, sure. his, like his broken heart about his homeland. Mm-hmm. And even though this is a totally manufactured song for this musical, it does feel like he's singing his national anthem. Totally. And it's a, such a delicate The Edelweiss song. song? Edelweiss. Now Which, you know why now, that's so freaky. Now I know why at the beginning in the o- opening music to Man in the High Castle. Yes! And the yeah. way that they sing it, it's so weird. Yep. Oh, deep cut, weird religion listeners. It all made sense. Go back and listen to, what was that episode called? The Castle? I don't even remember. Maybe. Yeah, that was a good one. We did an episode of Man in the High Castle. Go look for it. And I was time. freaked out by Edelweiss and you were like, what? I don't even I understand like, what is like, that song. No, I think I asked you, I was like, what is that creepy song at the beginning? I love that song. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, here are the two things okay. that I wanted to tell you about okay. my experience of, of, of watching Please. the show. Number one, I did not realize that some of those songs actually had their origin in that film. Oh, uh, 
Like, yes. you know. There's so many, so many good ones. Rodgers and Hammerstein are amazing. I didn't yeah. realize that they wrote that. Yes. I didn't think that they wrote that. And then the favorite things, I was like, oh, they're doing a Christmas song. No, they wrote that? It's a genius. They're geniuses. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe mm-hmm. it. What mm-hmm. a great set of songs. That's true. Did you have a favorite? Uh, you know, I just, I just kind of was, I was just taken by, by all of it. I mean, um, uh, just all of it. I mean, the Edelweiss song that they sing together and so on, which, which, you know, that's a song that kind of, I don't know what you call that in musical theater when a song kind of keeps coming back. Like, Oh yeah. They bring the theme they up keep, again. And yeah. Again. They, it's a theme mm-hmm. that they keep cutting in with. And so he, it first comes up though. I think does, 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 uh, does the, the guy, the, the, uh, the, the, the widow, does he, first sing it like solo on guitar when the kids are like, please dad, uh-huh, sing, sing. Uh-huh. This is kind of after he's st- slightly turned a corner, warmed up to Maria. Yes. A very the cap- tiny bit. The captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, <laughs> he plays that song, which then you see now that he has a different side. So the Edelweiss song is truly, truly great. Do you, are there, are there any of the songs that you, you really like? I agree. I agree about Edelweiss. I think, I also like Raindrops on Roses. I think that's or my favorite thing. Oh, I think yeah, it's just yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, like, that's beautiful. There's that's a great. green colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. I think there's a Tony Bennett cover that's just very great Christmas classic mm-hmm. jazzy. So yes, I, th- I like that song. It's oh, great it's, song. it's just cute. It's just sweet. I think that there's, there's just a warmth that comes with it. Even if it weren't a Christmas movie, I think it could be associated with Christmas because Christmas is this time, oh, people out there, as you know, <laughs> when the feelings start to get very, you know, the feelings get warm, the feelings get intense. Sentimental. Hopefully, you know, many of you aren't having too many conflicts with the family around all of this this stuff going on right. now. Right. Oh, uh, gosh, that's The true. virus and who's seeing who and how and what's happening. And it's very difficult to manage. Um, um, Dr. Payne and I, of course, have had no issues with this, <laughs> with our families, but- um, you probably do. And you know, it's just, I think Christmas just heightens everything. It does. Everything's it does. like ratcheted up times 12. It's funny because, so in my little nuclear family, because we have um, a, a few essential workers in our, in my, my, the boys extended family, but my nuclear family, right. we aren't going to be spending Christmas with each other. My parents are mm. going to be spending Christmas by themselves for the first time ever. Oh man. Yeah. It's a big, that's painful. Yeah, it is painful. And it's funny because you bringing up this idea that film, certain kinds of film, family oriented films can feel Christmassy just by virtue of bringing the family together, which Mm -hmm. I think is a really interesting callback to Charles Dickens and a Mm -hmm. Christmas Carol and this idea of creating a cozy domestic Christmas. Mm -hmm. But we have chosen a movie and I didn't even do this on purpose, but we're going to watch a movie with our boys mm-hmm. simultaneously with my parents on zoom. Mm-hmm. It's very family oriented oh. and it is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, we watched that. It's uh, a recently. great family what film. A great, what a great family. We film. need to do, we need to do a whole episode on it, but I was thinking like, a little I scary, wonder if that'll a little feel- scary, but your boys are going to love it. Oh, we've already seen it like 10 oh. times. <laughs> the boys love it. In that case. Yes. You know. Yes. I thought it would be too scary too, but, um, no, the scary parts I think kind of go over their heads right now. They just yeah. love the visuals. Oh, the visuals, uh, mm-hmm. stunning into the Spider-Verse is something you should definitely watch. Um, okay. Here then is thing number two. Oh yeah, tell me thing number two. When you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. A couple of years ago, I was, to my great honor and happiness, uh, invited to a conference in Germany. Oh, um, lovely. In Munich. In Munich. And it was yeah. a conference on um, particularly giants. Oh, fun. 
and the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. But also anything related to giants. And so I was to deliver a paper on giants as they appear in the Bible, which was the topic of my dissertation and my first book. Wonderful. And I was super excited. I'd never been invited to an international conference before. It was a small conference. Got out there. Turned out we took like this bus into the Alps of Southern uh, Germany. Oh, you did. And we, we were there talking about giants and demons in this bizarre resort sent like this mansion out in, just with like 10 weird. people. It's like weird. a bunch of scholars talking about giants and demons in a, in a weird, like that feels mountain resort. Weird. It was super weird. It was, it was just such a beautiful, great time. I, I just have the most vivid memories, but because I was already there, yeah. I decided I would stay on and I would just like travel alone by myself regionally. Okay. And I did. So okay. I ended up going to this town called for like seven days, six days beyond the conference by myself. Whoa. So I ended up going to Garmisch Partenkirchen, which okay. is a, a, like a resort town in Southern Germany. Had an amazing time there. Had this weird hike in this gorge by myself. It felt death defying. It was just great. Then I took a train to Salzburg. Oh. And in Salzburg, I stayed at a place that I had found. And someone told me like, oh, why don't you stay at this place? And I was like, okay, where is it? It looks cool. I'll do it. And I did it. And when I got to Salzburg in the train station, I, I could have taken public transportation to this place. It was a little bit outside the city. I wasn't totally sure how to get there. I felt a little bit of that kind of like traveler's embarrassment. Like I didn't want to try public transportation or cabs or things because I didn't, I just didn't know how to do it. So I thought, hey, right. I'm a walker. I'm a fit. I'm just going to walk there. Turned out this was the hot, this was in June, I think. It was like the hottest June on record in this part in, in, in Germany and Austria. And it was like a hundred degrees, but I walked to this place. It took forever. I walked like through downtown Salzburg. It was, it was amazing, but it was, it took everything out of me. And I ended up walking up to the desk at this hotel, looking like a crazy person and probably like a lobster and like sweating. And this very elegant woman is there like checking <laughs> me in. And I'm like, I'm totally normal. Uh -huh. I check in, I go there. This place is immaculate and amazing. And it is situated on this gorgeous lake in the mountains. Indeed, it's a castle. Whoa. It is called the Schloss Leopoldskron. And it was a, a home built by an aristocrat and had all this long history, had these beautiful, weird libraries on the upper floors. And I was one of the only people staying there at the time. And so wow. I was wandering through as like I had a private castle. It was so bizarre. This is where they filmed the sound of music, <gasps> the house. You stayed there. I stayed there at the house by myself for like oh, three days. Oh, lovely. It's amazing. It's a beautiful, it's like a, it's, 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 it's like a castle, but without the towers, it's called the Schloss castle in uh -huh. German, but it's, uh, and it's on this lake. Those, those horse head like gates, those are still there. The that lake is, is there. So cool. I'm watching the film and I'm watching this and I'm like, I've been there. I'm like, I stayed at that place. And I vaguely knew in my mind that they had filmed something there. And I thought it was just one song. I didn't realize the whole story is basically set <gasps> at this house. That is so cool. I stayed at that house. And so my wife and I have now these grand plans in some you gotta do future it. to like take our family you back there. You need to do that. But anyway, your girls would die. Oh, they would they would go crazy. Oh. Like they would go insane. So to me, seeing that, I mean, you can understand why I loved the film more than I would have otherwise because of that particular That is so fun. Confluence. I know. That's actually really great. And know. you know, I mean, now that makes me wanna take my children to New York to explore the setting of Spider-Man. It also means that <laughs> if there's a time machine, the very first thing I'm going to do is go back to the year 1990 whatever tell, and, and watch you tell. as an 11 year old yes in the sound of music no that was yeah yeah let's not do that it's scarring do re mi the first three notes just happen to be do re mi do re mi do re mi fa so la ti
let's see if I can make it easier. Hey, thanks for listening, weirdos. Why did you say it so derisively? Ah, it's a compliment. (laughs) It is. For extras on subjects covered in this episode and other related jokes and miscellany, do not forget to follow us on the socials and visit our website, weirdreligion.com. This episode was produced by Leanne Drain and Ryan Smoke at our new studio space, The Bunker. Our theme music is by Cassie Blum and our artwork is by John Williams. A special shout out to the Wabash Center for Teaching and Learning in Theology and Religion for their support for these new episodes. Remember when you podcast, podcast with us.